Hi, this is Jayan Sriram and welcome to the Hindus Analysis podcast. Thanks for joining us. The BJP's controversial citizenship amendment bill was passed yesterday by the Rajya Sabha after another day of intense debate. The bill was taken up by the upper house barely a day after a similarly intense late night debate in the Lok Sabha. So before we move on to contemplating what happens to the bill in the future, we wanted to give you a sense of those debates in parliament and give you a recap of the best questions raised and the lines of argument that each party took. My guest today is someone who covers parliament extremely closely. Mansi Varma is a lawyer and public policy researcher. She follows parliament comments on it and runs an initiative called Madhyam which enables citizens engagement in policy making their twitter handle is also perhaps the best way to follow what's happening in parliament so we're excited to have mansi with us and let's cut straight to the conversation mansi varma welcome to the podcast hi thank you so much for having me there so it's been uh, two days of intense debate in parliament but let's try and do a quick recap so what according to you were the highlights in the lok sabha debate uh, so i think the main points um, can be broken down into uh, four five different categories so i think one of the biggest points uh, was who all the bill includes and who all it excludes so as we know that the bill includes uh, six religious communities uh, who are uh, minority communities in three neighboring countries that is pakistan afghanistan and bangladesh and uh, one of the uh, uh, some of the arguments which were raised by mps were why others were left out so for instance one of the uh, communities that people spoke about were atheists uh, a lot of them asked uh, uh, there are atheists in india as well and there there will be atheists in all these other uh, com- uh, countries as well and they might also uh, face persecution so so what about them then the issue was raised about minorities within majorities so for instance ahmadiyas uh, within the muslim community in pakistan are also persecuted hazaras uh, in afghanistan are also persecuted but they will not be uh, welcomed as refugees facing religious persecution under this bill um another issue was raised uh, of uh, was with respect to rohingyas from myanmar who are con- uh, currently uh, living in the country as illegal immigrants and they are also living in equally deplorable conditions but they will not be given uh, protection under this bill and very interestingly the home minister in responding to the debate did not really mention about ahmadiyas or hazaras uh, because he he uh, consistently maintained that it is difficult to believe that muslims in muslim majority countries will be persecuted but he said that if they want if they are seeking refuge they can do so under under the general law which we have the 1955 citizenship act this bill will not help them but he specifically singled out rohingyas and said that they will never be given refuge because they they do not directly come from myanmar to india they come via bangladesh the lo- the logic seems slightly flawed because it shouldn't matter where those fleeing from persecution are coming from but that's the argument that he gave so that's one point about who the bill includes and who it doesn't include uh then a lot of them invoked uh history and historical figures so there were mentions of specifically the mention of uh, swami vivekananda 
and uh, his most famous speech that he gave at the world parliament of religion where he said that i belong to a land which welcomes uh, those uh, uh, facing persecution uh, irrespective of which religion uh, they belong to and very interestingly both sides invoked vivekananda and some somehow uh, it helped strengthen both their arguments so when the opposition was saying that you shouldn't uh, discriminate on the basis of religion follow what swami vivekananda is saying the government said we are actually following what he is saying and uh, therefore we are giving uh, shelter to those who are fleeing from persecution uh, then of course as we noticed uh, it was all over the news as well the discussion on whether partition happened on ground of religion or not several opposition contested the assertion made by home minister initially so uh, actually he made two assertions one he said that the congress party was responsible for dividing the country on grounds of religion uh, which was then very um, uh, fiercely fought back by the congress party as well and then later on um, the home minister changed his stance to saying uh, that okay um, um, uh, you 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 said that uh, it was basically uh, savarkar who first made this demand followed by jinnah who uh, also made this demand but why did the congress party agree to to this demand so then he changed the stand whereas several from the opposition um uh, continued to say that it was not on the basis of religion because india chose to be a secular country so we can't say so while pakistan became an islamic country india was a secular country so it wasn't actually a partition on the basis of religion then uh, then another thing uh, which came up quite often was uh, you know arguments on data and facts so a lot of mps are so okay so you're saying that uh, you know there are those fleeing uh, persecution so do you have numbers on how many such people are there which communities they belong to uh, since when have they been living are they living as illegal immigrants uh, and there were references made to questions uh, which have already been raised in parliament and responded to by the home minister in which uh, the ministry has said over and over over again they that they do not maintain such data the only data which was available was i think um, uh, which was made available to the joint parliamentary committee which had reviewed the bill as per which there were in in the past uh, couple of years about 4000 odd applications have come in uh, for um, uh, for seeking refuge on this ground Out of which about two 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 thousand are Hindus and about five hundred are six etc. So data was quite uh, hotly contested on what basis has the bill been brought. Uh, then of course uh, uh, there was a lot of uh, debate on Home Minister actually kept bringing this point up that uh, if we if we look at the numbers of uh, minorities which are uh, which were there in Pakistan and Bangladesh at the time of partition that number has dwindled uh, which goes on to show that they were e- they were either forced to convert or they fled or they were killed whereas in India the number of uh, minorities the percentage of minorities in the share of population since independence has actually grown so which means that they are thriving and they are flourishing uh, this was also contested uh, uh, by mps uh, a lot that you know just the numbers alone can't tell you what the reality is uh, you can't say that minorities in india are not being persecuted because they are also facing discrimination uh, then the final point i'll make is with respect to the future consequences of what uh, might come through through this bill so very interesting one point was made in rajya sabha where they said that um, 
what we are not re- uh, realizing is that um, there are still many hindus who continue to live in these countries and uh, we are uh, and to the message that we are sending out to these uh, countries is that uh, that we are a land uh, we are a land which will uh, grant refuge to hindus and this might be used as a ground by them to further uh, persecute and further oppress the minority communities in these countries so have we thought about that and the second thing of course was uh, linking this bill with the exercise of uh, nrc there was a lot of criticism of the government on how it uh, carried out the nrc exercise in assam uh, and they were saying that what has failed there is now going to be replicated across the country and it's going to cause immeasurable misery to a lot of people and when you combine it will uh, with this bill it will become an instrument of blatant discrimination home minister didn't really address these points but he did say that no nobody needs to worry all genuine citizens will be protected but nrc will happen across the country and all the illegal immigrants uh, and various terms were used to refer to illegal immigrants right from ghuspethi to to other terms so they will be um, they will be singled out and they will be uh, dealt with that wasn't sure how whether they will be deported whether they will be sent to a detention center but they will be dealt with so i think these were the sort of the main highlights of the debate during these debates did uh, any of the parties sort of collectively take a very strong stand and uh, was there anything that we can read into any of those stands right so i think um, uh, most of the parties um, uh, voted along predictable lines uh, so many members of the opposition which would include the congress dmk uh, tmc RJD Samajwadi Party uh, Bahujan Samaj Party um, so all of them did uh, come together and uh, vote against the bill NCP also uh, but there were some parties uh, which were uh, sort of um, surprised with the stand that they took so one such party is TRS TRS uh, opposed the bill and TRS has mostly been a party which is a fence sitter so they take nuanced stands on bill it's not like they always support or always oppose uh, so this time they chose to oppose whereas um, other parties in the same region uh, including tdp and ysrcp they supported the bill uh the stand taken by the uh, akali dal uh, was interesting uh, because while they appreciated the bill and they said that sikh community is one of the communities which is uh, very uh, severely persecuted both in pakistan and afghanistan so the bill was welcomed but they did make a demand on humanitarian grounds to also include muslims at that you know it is discriminatory so this sort of maybe showed um, you know how one minority uh, community that is sikh um, you know expressed solidarity with an- another minority community that is muslims who were being left out from the bill uh, then of course um, you know, the stand taken by shiv shiv sena a new member of the opposition so um, they they did not were, were not very categorical in either their support or opposition of the bill in their speeches in parliament they uh, they raised concerns they made demands for instance and they have been making a demand that uh, okay so you are giving uh, citizenship status to these refugees but they should not get voting rights for se- several years so they made a direct connection between vote bank and uh, you know giving the citizenship status so that was one of their demands they also um, in uh, rajya sabha for instance a very interesting uh, uh, statement was made by san sanjay raut where he said that those who are opposing the bill should not be seen as traitors so so that seemed like uh, 
softening of stand of um, uh, Shiv Sena on issues like these because they have been uh, one of the most vocal with respect to classifying people as nationals and anti-nationals, but they coming out and saying that people should not be seen as traitors just because they are opposing this bill was an interesting turn of events. In Lok Sabha, Shiv Sena supported the bill, so they voted for the bill when the vote happened. In in Rajya Sabha, they chose instead to walk out. Then another party is AIA DMK, uh, which is in uh, Rajya Sabha. They did support the bill, but they were very vocal in their demand for inclusion of refugees, uh, the, the Tamil refugees uh, from Sri Lanka, to also be included. And they also pleaded that we should include Muslims uh, in the bill as well. But they, but they still support. And finally, I think um, uh, the stand taken by uh, MPs uh, from the northeast states. So at the very last moment, as we know, uh, almost all of Northeast uh, was excluded from the bill. Uh, but there, but as we know, there are still protests uh, going going on. Uh, most of the MPs, uh, while speaking on the bill, um, thanked the Home Minister for uh, uh, taking care of their demands and for uh, excluding most of the areas of Northeast um, out of the bill. And then they were, and then uh, I think most of them supported the bill, except the MPs who belong to the opposition parties from northeast so inc mps from assam still voted against it but most of the other mps including from um, smaller parties like npp npf uh, agp etc uh, mostly voted uh, for for the bill and so earlier you had done a great breakup of uh, some of the major questions and debates raised in the lok sabha so then you know following on into the rajya sabha debate did most parties basically sort of stick to their stand and elaborate on uh, their positions or was there anything significantly new raised in the Rajya Sabha? Um, I think one of the things uh, which changed was uh, sort of the stand taken by Shiv Sena uh, as I pointed out so that changed and uh, Home, Home, Home Minister even mentioned that I don't know what happened overnight they have changed their stand. Uh, other than that more or less uh, most of the parties um, uh, stuck to their stand. Uh, AIA DMK because it it, it's no longer sort of has a representation in Lok Sabha or was able to make it stand only in Rajya Sabha. Other than that, um, despite the fact that there were um, uh, there were a lot of uh, backlash that some of the parties faced after the stand that they had taken in Lok Sabha, including JDU, um, uh, which was also, I think, Prashant Kishore came out openly criticizing the stand that uh, JDU had taken uh, to support the bill, but they stuck to their stand in uh, Rajya Sabha as well. Uh, so I think more or less most of the parties uh, didn't change their stand between Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha and perhaps that was the reason that though though it was a very narrow uh, contest it came down to 125 uh, for and 99 against most of them stuck to their stand. And just watching the debates over these two days and following it very closely as you clearly have were there any passages that passages of debate perhaps that really kind of uh, stood out to you and that you want to highlight so i think one of the highlights definitely is and also something which is widely covered in media was um, asaduddin obesi te- uh, tearing a copy of the bill which i think was a very powerful uh, statement of um, of de- of resistance against the bill um, apart from that um, 
in rajya sabha also very uh, some some emotional statements were made with the uh, vaiko from mdmk asking uh, for the bill to be thrown in the bay of bengal uh, and i think one very interesting comparison between nazi germany and what's happening in india currently was made by derek o'brien in his speech where he compared that how there were concentration camps in nazi germany at that time and now we have detention centers in india and uh, how at that time uh, Na- uh, nazi germany passed a law which required people to prove that they were german uh, nationals and they had to carry uh, they had to roam roam around carrying ancestor passes and now we'll have to roam around carrying our uh, approval of citizenship from nrc so he made some interesting comparisons and there were others also who recounted their own experiences of uh, having um, you know undergone the the trauma of uh, partition uh, so there were mentions of um, you know manmohan singh's fam family um, uh, migrating from pakistan to india and and others uh, and i think i'd just like to sort of mention one um, uh, a very poignant moment which happened uh, uh, which is also slightly uh, uh, funny as well which was in lok sabha there is a samajwadi party mp his name is st hasan uh, i think he represents the muradabad uh, constituency in up so it was his turn to speak his name was uh, called out by the chair he could not be seen seen in the house and just as the chair was going to move on to the next mp he was suddenly found and he started speaking and he said ki uh, minority mein hu isliye dikhta nahi hu Uh, so i think that was <laughs> okay. a very um, yeah interesting thing he said right um and so i think that's a good place to end so i think the standard sort of term that we use for these debates is that it was a heated debate but did it strike you as being a particularly ill tempered debate or you know by the standards of parliamentary discourse somewhat uh, somewhat civil even because there seems to be a lot of good points that were made throughout at some points it did get um it did get uh, what you might call as um, some some something which you know doesn't suit uh, the kind of things which should be said in parliament and i think that uh, that could be said to some of the things said from both the sides so for instance a lot of people uh, criticized um, uh, asaduddin owaisi for comparing home minister with hitler so you can say that that's perhaps unparliamentary um but then a lot of statements were made um, uh, from the uh, government side and including what uh, the home minister said yesterday in rajya sabha which i think was particularly distasteful uh, where he said that um, uh, why 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 does it seem to me that all the statements made by congress party are similar to the statements made by pakistani leaders are are we sitting in pakistan assembly so this uh, constant you know trying trying to bring pakistan into the debate and i i remember one of the mps in uh, lok sabha also said that you know pakistan has become a headache for us we we don't have enough time to focus on our own country and we are just spending all our time bashing pakistan so i think bringing uh, you know bringing uh, pakistan again and again and using that as a standard to judge who is how much patriotic uh, has become a constant thing and uh, definitely lowers the standard of debate that is expected from parliamentarians so mansi varma thank you so much for joining us that was really informative thank you so much for having me